So Kirsten, last time we spoke, we ended up with a question, what, so what's a good process? Mm. Now I want to change that up slightly. Okay. To what makes a good process? Okay. Well, technically, there are a few things. So a good process is dedicated to achieving a single customer meaningful, business meaningful outcome. So it's doing one thing. That one thing can be quite big and abstract at the top level. So keep promise. Uh, and you can increase in granularity, uh, so walk dogs, until you reach the lowest practical level, which might be something like file that return. Okay? Next thing, a good process is managed by a single role from start to finish. Other roles might help, they might get involved, but only one is responsible for the whole thing. Thirdly, a good process It's a bit like a map. It guides the person to the destination, to the outcome that you want, but it allows flexibility of route to get there. So they know where they're heading for and they can choose different ways to get there. But it also has a compass built in because you are going to get lost in the dark at some point because no process can predict every eventuality and the compass reminds the person running that process of the promise of value that you're trying to deliver. And that means they will know the kind of thing they need to do to get back on track. Okay. Okay? Lastly, a good process is a prompt, not a prescription. It's like a musical score or a set of building drawings. It tells people what to produce, not how to do it. They already know how to do it because that's why you hired them or trained them. So give me an example of how that would work then. Okay, take dog walking. So for my dog walking client, the process we put in place for running a dog walk takes the the dog walker through what they need to do to turn up at a house, collect a dog, turn up at the next house, collect a dog, take them all to the park for the walk. What it doesn't need to do is tell them exactly how to treat the dogs in that process. So, for example, dogs have very different personalities. They have different... um, They actually have different kind of places in the pecking order of the group of dogs. And you leave it up to the dog walker's judgment to decide how you're going to get dogs into a car based on what they know about the process what they know about dogs and what they know about those particular dogs that they have with them you don't need to spell that out okay so how do we humanize this then we're okay. going to put a good process in we don't want to turn the workforce into robots but we do want to deliver for example a consistent experience for our clients irrespective of who the client talks to within our business well the thing to remember is that consistent doesn't necessarily mean the same or identical What it really means is consistent with your promise. So the client feels equally valued through that interaction as they would with any other interaction with your business and as they would with any other person in the business. So the key then, before we develop any process, is to get to understand the business fully. Not only the products, but also the DNA of the promise that you make to the clients. And that comes from all the people within the business, not just the managers or the owners. 
Yes, exactly. So uh, a nice illustration of this kind of thing, because it makes it very easy to see for everyone, is I worked with a, a company that, that runs dance classes. And their whole model was quite different from the normal dance class in that they provided partners for the, uh, the clients who knew how to dance. So they'd get lots of young European amateur dancers and they would practice with the clients so the whole metaphor for that business was uh, kind of Cinderella you will go to the ball so the franchisee's role was host of a party and because they're the host that means they knew they were organizing the teacher they were organizing the venue they were organizing the partners and they were inviting guests and the whole ethos of that the whole premise was you shall go to the ball okay so you talk about writing a score and you mentioned earlier about musical notes how does that humanize the process well a score tells your musicians what to play but it allows interpretation so and depending on depending on the personality of the business there can be quite a bit of play in that so if you're a very um if you're a very tight business, you might have every note written, but you probably still allow people to have put in their own grace notes every now and then. But on the other end of the of the spectrum, if you like, you could be jazz. So you can leave eight bar gaps for somebody to do their solo in. All you really care about is that they end in the right place and they come back in the right place, but they can do what they like in between. Actually, they're going to be in the right key probably but the point is there's a lot of freedom there's that adaptability there's that yeah okay okay so i think we've defined what makes a good process so the question really is why are processes sometimes not adopted so my answer to that would be they probably aren't good processes now that doesn't mean that they're inappropriate processes for the business but it means that a fundamental step in the creation of that process has been missed and in my experience, that step is normally the inclusion of the business in its design and creation. Okay. So we said before about humanising the process. If people feel ownership, they're more likely to adopt a process. People feel ownership when they have a hand in the process. Finally and importantly, the process has to be achievable. Yes, yes. So we've talked about good processes, but actually the best processes are those which people use and improve of their own accord. Exactly. That's how you really want them to be working. And the best way to do that is to involve them in the design of it. Yes. Okay. So what do you think makes a bad process? So a bad process is one that hasn't taken into account the full promise and capability contained within the business. Um, it's a process that isn't a process, but is actually a series mm. of work instructions. A process that's been designed in isolation without regard for the rest of the business. And a process that isn't kept alive through the implementation and one that doesn't evolve with the business. Okay. So how would you, how would you identify if you have a bad process? So I think you have to look to your people. Do you have to keep changing your people? Or do you have to keep changing your process to try and adapt it to your people? Is the process actually being adopted and used? And are you starting to see some value from it? I.e., is it helping and adding value, or is it just creating work for work's sake? Hmm, okay. Once you're happy with a good process, are you saying that you can give it to anyone and they would run it well? No. 
No, because different people have different ways of working and not everyone's working style, if you like, is suited to running a process. So, for example, one of the things I would measure people on is whether they're options or procedures. Now, options people like to find different ways of doing things, new ways of doing things, even if they've got a perfectly good way, they will look for another way because they just that's just how they are. Whereas procedures people like to be given a process and follow it. Now, in truth, most of us are somewhere in between. But if you are one of those uh, businesses that likes everything to be quite nailed down, if you want every note played, you're going to need a procedures person. If you're a jazz company, then you'll probably want an options person. So it depends where you are. So how do you include those procedures people in a process design? Procedures people in process design, well, you help them, you get them to help you set it up and you get your options people to keep looking for better ways of doing things as long as they're in line with the promise overall. And for options people, the other way of doing it is you create enough room for variation in the process that allows them to feel they're doing it their way. Okay, so in conclusion, there's good and bad processes. There are appropriate and inappropriate people to manage or run those processes. But without inclusion, you don't have a process at all. Just a set of instructions. Mm. And who reads the instructions when they buy a new gadget? (laughs) Exactly. So what do we mean then about inappropriate and appropriate employees? Well, I think, Kirsten, that's a topic for another day. Okay, great. Great.